to the Vagistine podcast. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. I'm, I, am I the only one cheering? No. <laughs> we didn't know how loud to do. We didn't we know how loud to go. You can go as loud as you want. We're not. So, welcome to the third episode of the Vagistine podcast. Um, so, Vagistine is the place where we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. And I'm super duper duper excited. And I just want to get right into it because I have not one. But two amazing guests um, with me today. And guess what? There's no weed whacker in the background because we're not doing it at my house. So I'm super excited. <laughs> so we got two of the most amazing women in Baltimore here with me. We have, um, I'm, why am I introducing people? I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves. I'm going to let you introduce yourself first. Oh, go for first. it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, hey, everyone. Thank you for being a part of the podcast and listening to this conversation. I'm Sister Mathina. I'm better known for my work with Heal a Woman to Heal a Nation, the international women's organization that absolutely loves to see women conquering their fears, building your confidence, and creating massive personal and professional success for yourself. I'm also an author. My recent, most recent book is Engage, Inspire, Prevent Strategies for Educating Teens on Sexual Violence. Violence, and you know the affirmation book that helps you inspire yourself daily because I am a queen 100 affirmations for daily living so Ow. I'm excited thank you all for being with us and having this conversation and for having me here whoop whoop love it love, love the heart. heart hey everybody um my name is Delegate Angela Angel. I represent the 25th Legislative District in Prince George's County, Maryland. All right. Welcome to Prince George's County. Um, I am an attorney. I am an advocate. I work full-time for the Prince George's County Department of the Environment. And my passion is really uplifting women and children. Um, when we have a solid base of women and children who are stable, who have adequate housing, who have jobs that are paying them a livable wage, who are able to stabilize themselves, they're stable their community, they stabilize our education system, they stabilize our society as a whole. And so what I do is push legislation and policies and budgeting and funding mm-hmm. for programs that are going to help stabilize women and families. So I'm really honored and glad to be here. Um, I also speak about sexual violence, healthy relationships, and I'm excited for us to get this conversation going. Yay! Yes. Oh my gosh! Are we I'm not in the right excited. place? I just, I can't, I can't. Y'all are just... I can't. I'm too excited. All right. So y'all are new to the show, and we do a couple things on the show. Our first thing that we do is the sex news segment. Are you ready for some sex news? I am ready for some sex news. All right. So the first piece of sex news that we have is that millennials are having less sex than their parents. So researchers from the San Diego State University, Florida Atlantic University, and Widener University found that millennials ages 20 to 24 are actually having less sex than previous generations. Um, In fact, 15% of surveyed millennials said that um, they are just not doing it. At all? Like, just not. Just not. 
compared to older generations. Um, so this could be related to what researchers found. This could be related to la um, the funding for abstinence-only education programs, um, fears about STDs, so they don't want to do it because they're not trying to get an STD. And also, there's a premium place on good looks um, from the dating apps like Tinder. So a lot of them, <laughs> wait, wait, so a lot wait. of them are like, I need to hook up with somebody extra like great, and if you're not extra great or good looking, then we're not doing it. So what do y'all think? What's what? what do you think is happening? Why? I mean, the I'm, researchers gave their reasons, but what do you think? You know what? I'm actually I'm curious about that and the data because what I have found amongst millennials, which I am always actually very clear to say that even though I look young, Hell, I, go I, for I, it. Is that good melanin? Give me, give me that moisturizer. <laughs> right. I, I'm definitely not. So I am in no way a millennial. Um, I am firm. I am Generation X, <laughs> and the millennials that I know, which made me. <laughs> They <laughs> might be telling us some of my folks, but like they seem to have more sex. They yeah. have it with more people. Yeah, I've often talked to them about like how they're the way that they view relationships. Mm -hmm. Like once you hit, I honestly believe like about thirty two, thirty three. Right, their entire view on relationships is different mm -hmm. than myself and people that are older. Because one of the things that I found is millennials. Um, which I hate to typecast because everybody's different. You yeah, know? of course. But 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 I found they are more likely to be more serious and in like continuous, slightly semi-monogamous but serious relationships Ooh. where they're like living with each other, buying house, like doing stuff that you do yeah. with somebody that you're married. I see, I see. And they'll have done it like four and five times with like mm -hmm. Joe up the street. And I'm like, what are you, like bank account numbers? You know, like 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 things that I'm like, you know, that I keep, but they don't want to get married. And so so to me, it's interesting because, but they build these basic um, relationships that are very similar to right. marriage where what I found like the last generation, Generation X, what we may do is we may hold off on getting married, mm -hmm. but we'll do that and we'll build and we'll have almost like a marital, you know, oh. relationship with somebody huh. that, um, that you go for a long time and then eventually you get married, but mm -hmm. you'll find like they've been forever, you know, like people, oh, they've been ever like 12 years and yes. just got married. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, know, you know, which bless God, you know, it, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all good. But so, so that's what I found where millennials, she'll be like, like, like it'll have been like three or four, like very what I would consider serious relationships, but to me, they don't mm -hmm. seem to consider them mm -hmm. as seriously because mm -hmm. they jump in right. quite a few of them. So, you know, I'm, I'm surprised at that, you know. What do you think, Medina? What's interesting to me is I do see a different, I, I agree, I don't see it the same, and what I would love to know about the study is how did they define sex? Yes. Because yeah. one of the things that I Ooh. found really interesting was, especially with, from my middle school to my daughter, <clears throat> Than now in high school and college. Uh, <laughs> those students um, that I had students who defined sex, they, de they didn't define it as sex unless it was you know, the legal definition of vaginal penetration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I had a lot of my students who, young men and young women, who yeah. like, well, that ain't sex, you know, we just, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the definition yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I would love to know how they define sex. I think that, yeah, they didn't, I didn't really find that. So mm -hmm, I think that's mm -hmm. something good to bring up. And um, something that I did think about as well, and I think that came up was 
how people identify. So if we're talking, mm-hmm. is this male and female relationships? Mm-hmm. Am I only having sex with yeah. a certain gender? What is that? And so do I do I even consider my do I even put myself in the box of gender? So these right. are different things that I think need to be, you know, thought about as well. But as a later on millennial myself, <laughs> Here's the thing. My only thing I don't my only thing with this less sex part is I've never had this conversation with my parents, so I don't know what parent like what what yes. was what was the parent? Yeah, that's a good thing. point. Are they finding so so just quick question. Are they saying so basically like when that generation was this age, so they're comparing people who, or are they saying, or yes, are they saying point. like baby, because because I can tell you, grandma and grandpa off the chain right now. I mean, Hello. like they off the chain. Hello, and, and you tell even in in, in um, you know increase in STDs. Yeah. yeah. So if they're saying that older people like currently, like yeah. so they're currently sixty, you know, fifty and sixty, right. and looking at how much that yeah. Well, also they got a little bit more free time too. Well, okay, <laughs> we're moving on. We're moving on to the next one. <laughs> Please, though. Oh, my God. All right. So, our next story. Y'all need a job. Of course. See, that's the thing. That's why I kind of took... You know what? We're not doing it as much because we got too many student loans. Okay? People are trying to work. You need Yes. People are trying to work off their student loans. We don't have time to be doing it. Well, they need to. All right. What we found, according to a new study is pregnancy-related deaths um, actually nearly doubled in Texas between 2010 and 2012. This actually aligned at the same time that um, the state had slashed family planning, the family planning budget by two-thirds, and it ultimately closed 82 uh, family planning clinics. So we have people dying mothers dying um from childbirth in this country and i told a couple friends this and they were super like wait what year is it Mm -hmm. what are we doing Mm -hmm. right now and so just to put it in perspective in 2010 72 women died of complications related to pregnancy or childbirth and in 2012 it went to 148 women so then we're actually in 2016 now where things could have increased so what are your thoughts go ahead Mathina. I think when so the first thing that came to my mind was this because remember we just likened this whole conversation about them having you know millennials having less sex yeah to maybe abstinence education so mm-hmm. and so forth but then you look at the increase in those who are passing due to lack of family planning mm-hmm. and then you look at I'm having conversations with people who their their teens are getting pregnant and right. not knowing that they're pregnant months into the pregnancy so Come on. how where exactly is so I'm mm-hmm. and so to Add to that, though, I still firmly believe that we need to educate because it's part of your body. It's a function. There's nothing wrong with sex. It's something wrong with what happens when we aren't clear about what we're doing when we engage in activity, just like any relationship, whether it's intimate physically or not. So this whole conversation about, you know, people losing their lives, moms losing their lives and private lives of um, children maybe yet to be born mm-hmm. in the process it's a real it's a significant issue and then where does that lack of education come if we're giving people more education then how is it we're losing lives is it access to resources right is it the information or is it that we feel like this conversation is being shunned because you've already been told through mm-hmm. education that you're not supposed to do this so i i'm never either it's very rare and i'm not saying never mm-hmm. it's very rare for me to be either or rather mm-hmm. in that in addition to okay like sure absence is education is important mm-hmm. in addition to but if you gonna roll in this direction which clear, you probably will <laughs> one day like 
Right. You know, so when I tell you not to think about ice cream, the first thing you think about is ice cream. Vanilla, <laughs> vanilla bean, actually. Um, <laughs> Very specific kind of ice cream. Talenti gelato. Ooh, Talenti gelato. Is... <laughs> yeah. What do you think, mm-hmm. delegate? You know what? I think it's I think it's actually really interesting um, because I look at it from a policymaker point of view, and mm. I think that's that's where we have to begin to hold them accountable Absolutely. for closing these clinics, for slashing these funds. Absolutely. You know, and and it's one of the things that we've talked about. This when you start closing, you know, people just think of like per, um, pa- Planned Parenthood and these types of clinics as oh, they just provide abortions. This is some some poor women. This is the only place they receive their routine care. This may right. be the only place they were receiving their obstetrics. Obst- Stetrix care. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's when we start closing them down because of one closed minded view on what services they provide. This is the danger. You know, right. it's when we talk, we are killing right. women. Um, and, and so it's it's one of those things that, you know, now they really, you know, I think this needs to be in the forefront. This We should be hearing this everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I always say is we don't take the right people to tasks over the right issues. Mm, come on now. And, and that's one of the biggest problems. It's one of the biggest things. It's, it's one of the biggest trips of the American democracy. It's why we get Black Lives Matters marching on, you know, D.C. Mm-hmm. instead of going to state legislators. Mm-hmm. You know, it's why you get, you know, people that are arguing about abortion in a presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to looking at your local state legislatures, because they're the ones who are going to decide bathroom rights, That's abortion right. rights, That's right. family planning. Right. So, you know, it, it's one of those tricks of democracy that that we do where we, we have people arguing about things that in two people who actually don't make those decisions. Absolutely. 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 And just just to add to your point, what they found was. They had cut the planning and in the, in, uh, cut the funding, I apologize, in attempt to shut down abortion providers. But actually what they did was close more clinics that didn't even provide abortions exactly. at all. Exactly. So it was literally when what we find is a lot of maternal mortality is related to prenatal health care. Knowing, preg- knowing when you're pregnant, what to do, what vitamins to take, etc. And so a lot of these women, like you're saying, were not getting those services. And then unfortunately, you got people losing their lives in 2016 in a, quote, developed nation. Right. And so it's really, really super duper duper sad. So, Delegate Angel, we see you. <laughs> and um, lastly, we have a really super, super duper small study um, that showed that uh, women um, who were sexually active um, between the ages of 19 to 28 were actually faking orgasms. And they said they were faking them because they were having unwanted and unpleasurable sexual experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what every so you know what every. <laughs> I'm woman, just leaving it right there. Just. Every woman listening, thinking about this. Every woman is saying, "Well, hell, I do that." Mm. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like every woman everywhere is like, "What's new?" Ooh. That is not Ooh. a headline. You don't have to do a study. You can walk into every bar, any place in America where you've got mm. enough women who have been. Sexually you could just active. make a Facebook status. Right. You can read a Facebook status. That's like, why you mad, son? Like, we all know why you mad. <laughs> So, I mean, that, that to me, you know, I mean, one of the things that is unfortunate in that, because we all know, and a lot, you know, women have, and you've been there, you know, where it's like, um, you know, you, you're tired. And, mm-hmm. and then this mm-hmm. is, but what concerns me is the fact that there are so many, that, that it says there are women, that they didn't even want to have sex in the first place. Right. Yeah. You right. know, and that, and that's the sad and the scary 
um, aspect of it, that women who often feel pressured, whether they worry that if they don't do it, that this could lead to outright rape. Mm -hmm. And so I'd rather go ahead and just, con you know, not really consent, but acquiesce, Yeah. you know, to women who are just like, you know, you're just in, un you know, unsatisfying relationships. But, but uh, you know, that's what's really concerning. And in a question of really, you know, beginning to have that conversation with your sisters, with your, you know, your sister friends, your girls and saying, how often, like, how do you say, you know, I like, like, I don't want to do this, mm -hmm. right? Especially yeah. if you're feeling the person and all of this, these other things. I mean, for me, it's one of those conversations that even talking about you, like, which is hard, right? Because, like, you're kicking it with somebody or you're, you're trying to just, and then you get into a place where they're ready to go and you aren't. Yeah. And too often women feel like we don't, we don't take upon our personal power to be like, I'm not, that's, that's not what's about to go down. You know, and that's and that's 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 so many levels. Like we could go deep dive that we could spend yeah. like two hours and, absolutely and, and go like why why we we feel that way and not just like for emotional, but then people who literally feel physically concerned. Like if I tell him no, mm -hmm. like he may keep going, and it's almost like they they internalize that it's their fault or that something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you know, and absolutely. The piece that makes me go <laughs> is because okay, well, I'm sorry. See that one more. See, that? that you know exactly what, what was I was that? saying though. What was that? You got it. You what? like what? <laughs> you like what? So the character then of the individual that you're around and you're with is scary to you. Mm. If you think if I if I don't keep going, if right. I do not act, if I do not acquiesce, right? If I resist then this person is not of the type of character to respect my no or my yes or my I'm not sure right now. Say that. Right? They're, they're not of the level um, of care or concern as a friend, as somebody who respects me as a human being, let alone as a woman, to say, I understand. Mm -hmm. Right? Whew. That, check your... Girl, that's a whole so other deep dive I who think, you are with. Well, yeah. speaking of this deep dive, this is why I called y'all on as the experts, and I'm so excited that you're here, and I want to keep going on this. So our topic for today is just talking about relationships. And the reason why... Um, I actually came up, typically we have um, different listeners bring in their topics or they tell us, you know, a question. I'm like, let's do that as a topic. But one of the things that we're doing at the Vagicine Podcast is also integrating our own experiences and what we are dealing with through our work or through the experience of others. And the reason why I brought this topic to the forefront was, one, in a lot of my classes, even for adults, I teach um, young people all the way up to senior, older adults, and people do not know the definition of healthy relationships or mm -hmm. how, what they look like, how they're supposed to look, and they don't know where the examples are. Right. And my best example was I was doing the class um, a couple months ago, and one of the activities that I had was doing this like true-false debate game, mm -hmm. and one of the topics that I brought up was whenever my partner wants to have sex, I have to say yes. And, every, and I said, is this a healthy or an unhealthy relationship? Mm -hmm. And the majority of the room as adults were on the this is healthy, and people on the healthy side, well, if you if you want to keep your partner, you need to give it up. I'm going to do whatever yeah. it takes. No da, 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 da. Yeah. And then you had like three people. This was like probably a group of 25 people. So mm. three people on the other side yeah. saying what Mathana is saying, like, wait, 
why doesn't this person respect mm-hmm. <laughs> what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Or like, why do you, what if you're tired? What if you have other responsibilities? It didn't even matter about that person in the moment. It just mattered. Is my partner going to walk away from me? Is my partner yep. going to be dissatisfied? Ooh. Not about me. Yeah. Also, what I found is just, just stuff about, especially with my young people, just not knowing what abuse looks like even in its slightest form and not knowing how to communicate in relationships and one of the classes I had um, probably a few weeks ago even thinking about how we reflect ourselves in relationships I had brought up um, just again scenarios around relationships and one of the girls in the group said how am I supposed to know about relationships healthy relationships is only for white people come on and I was sitting there like I've got that too I've had that and like when my eyes were singing because I was like what makes you think that and she was like well because whenever I watch like movies like Mm -hmm. you she was like you always see the white people compromising with each other and Mm -hmm. like the guy you know Mm kind of like gives up what he wanted to do and does what the girlfriend wanted to do and like mm-hmm. black people just fuss and fight with each, each other. other and I was like yep. and they oh my god it doesn't matter mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. at that point that's when I mean I always knew representation mattered but yeah. that's when I was like oh my gosh like no this is serious representation does matter because you have a 13 year old telling you that she doesn't believe mm-hmm. or does not believe in healthy relationships is possible for her because of her like race who, yeah. who even knew and, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry I'm sorry I'll tell you I had a very similar experience where I was a middle school class and a middle and she was in 8th grade she came to me at the end of the session and in 8th grade I'm usually talking about sexual harassment mm-hmm. there's a difference between that and flirting and she said to me she said, well, what's the difference between my boyfriend hitting me and my parents hitting me? Ooh. Like, she's like, I, I, she didn't get that. Oh, and wow. so we, and this was after the class. I was shutting it down. I see, she I can't drop me, you the know mic what I'm because this mic is actually recording. Yeah, but we she can't drop that mic. Drop she dropped the mic. She dropped the mic. So, so, and then, so, it, you know, and for us, right, of course, it also makes us challenge, right, as, as professionals, as experts, as women, as adult women at this point, how we then um, actualize our own experiences. Mm. And I got what she was saying. And so we had to unpack what it would look like to have a power dynamic, what it looked like to mm. have an equal playing field in a relationship. And I had to break that down. I couldn't quite say it like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had to break it down a yeah. little bit differently. And But I knew that it was going to be a struggle, though, because... As an eighth grader, you're still going home to your family, right? right? So what then does it mean when your parents get frustrated, they quote-unquote spank you, beat you, or her experience may be even more extensive than that. Um, And then they say things like, it's because I love you. or So when we talk about this conversation, when we talk about how we then position examples of healthy relationships, one of the things I've said for, um, for years, I've done it with some of my classes on tip and I say think about the first relationship you remember seeing between adults Mm. and I want you to really think back who was it between was it grandparents was it the neighbors down the street was it an older sibling was it your parents and then I want you to unpack a little bit and say to me how was that relationship how did they act with each other Mm, what did they do you know how did they handle their arguments and then do you want a relationship like that right that's the question because a lot of, yeah do you want a relationship like that and then taking it further how do you if you don't if you yeah. do want a relationship like that how do you get that what what type of questions do you need to ask what are you looking for in a partner mm-hmm. and if you don't want a relationship like that 
what do you need to fix and worry and work on within you so yes. that you don't attract the things that you don't want? Because mm -hmm. too often we are, we attract certain things that in reality we don't want or need, mm -hmm. but it's also what you know and what you've learned. It's oh, what you're familiar wow. with. And, and, what and you I'll tell you what the answer often is too. Mm. When I get, I get a couple of people, generally in a classroom of 25 or so, I may get like... Maybe three or four people say, yeah, I want that kind of relationship. The majority of the rest say they don't. Then yeah. I say this. And I say, but if you've been in a relationship before today, do you see similar examples of the relationship you grew up watching? And 90% of them always say yes. Y'all yeah. just going to be out here just changing, just changing lives with your friends. <laughs> all right. All right. So speaking of that, we are speaking hypothetically, I guess. I want to bring it back down to the real. How... Do you define a healthy relationship? And I'm going to start with Sister Mathina. So, for me, I define healthy relationships by a couple of things. One, did you define your relationship for yourself? Between mm. you and the person you're in a relationship with. You and your partner have to define what that looks like for you. The second thing I define in a healthy relationship is beyond mutual respect, is there forgiveness? Mm. Is, is there the space for forgiveness within the relationship mm -hmm. how do you fold that into the recipe right and then the third thing i say is do you give your partner space and room to grow mm -hmm. do you give your partner space and room to grow because if you're willing to do it for your partner are you willing to do it for yourself okay now yeah. so <laughs> so <laughs> that's to, so for me i can't say the really you know i can define i can define unhealthy and domestic real easy like that but i think healthy relationships have core elements to them of course there's trust there's balance there's respect um there there's that sense of camaraderie there's a, there's enough difference to allow for room and growth right? right but those are the if i had to boil it down to three things that would be it right and that's how i would define healthy relationships because I think the same the relationship I need at 33 isn't the relationship I needed at 23 right. and if in my marriage I could not grow we wouldn't still be together right I got to say peace you know? <laughs> well holla well so. <laughs> yeah alright delegate angel what do you how do you define a healthy relationship you know that like you said it's, it's easier actually which is sad to, to define like what's unhealthy right But and that's part of the reason why we're all in we too often go through unhealthy relationships because yeah. we can't define what's healthy mm -hmm. um, you know for me how do I define a healthy relationship it's first about figuring out like really understanding who you are what you are you know what you have and what you lack right Right. And not that you um, what you're, you're going to find what you lack in that other person. Right. But just so you know, you know, what are you seeking? What are you trying to find? And beginning to understand, like, OK, if I'm the type of person that, you know, I'm trying to find peace, I'm, I'm constantly involved in chaos, then I need to be mindful of not bringing others that are also a circle of chaos oh. around me. Right. Mm -hmm. So so defining a healthy relationship, I think, you know, is it honest? Like, are you free? Like you said, are you free to make mistakes? Mm -hmm. um, is you know, and and that's one of the, I think the the core, the core aspects. You know, for me, is it um, is it spiritually satisfying? Is it godly? Is it edifying? Yeah. You know, you know, is it is it a place where I can go and feel safe? Mm. And I don't mean like physically. You, of course, they mean physically safe. But is it a place that I can go and I can share and be accepted? Be myself. Where I, where I can be myself, where I can make mistakes, where I can grow. I love what you said. You know, can I grow in this space? Um, you know, I think we as women, we as black women are such amazing but complicated creatures. Yeah. 
Um, and, and it's, and there's, and that's where the beauty is, but far too often we are not allowed to be the full facet of who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, we are strong as hell, mm-hmm. you know, we can take on the absolute damn world, but we are also very fragile mm-hmm. and we need a space to be that, you know, too often, like we get, like, it's like, well, I thought you were, you know, when you have your breakdown moment, you know, they Come looking on. lost. Like, like I on. thought you could handle everything. It's like, I can't. Right. But I also need to be able to be this person. Right. You know? And then when you are, it's like, well, you, you know, you're too complicated. You got all these, you know? And it's like, no, it's like we are multifaceted. And why can't we? Why, why can't we be? Why can't we be? And so I think, you know, a safe place, you know, a safe space where there is honesty and freedom to be yourself, Absolutely. you know, that is the beginning. And then you build upon that. Um, but, you know, and, and, and for us as, as women, as black women especially, you know, it's hard to get there because we have all of these necessary walls, yeah. you know, and, 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 and what I think people have to understand. And this is in girlfriend relationships, like mm-hmm. when you and, and with men, um, you have to slowly like we have to be patient with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be patient to let down your to get to work through someone's walls. Are you mm-hmm. willing to work through your friend's walls? Are you willing mm-hmm. to work through your boyfriend's walls? Is, are those people willing to work through your? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think too often be like, oh, you know, she tripping or mm-hmm. oh, this and that. And then, and then, you know, and that's what I was, you know, I hate to, you know, pick on. But millennials, what I was saying, you know, <laughs> you know going back again, you know, y'all so quick, like the moment something hop off and pop off and you might just be hitting that first wall. Right. But like, like you like, oh, forget it. It's, it's you know, and it's like it takes work. Yeah. You know, we are diamonds. Damn it. You need to dig. Mm-hmm. And get a <laughs> polishing cloth at that. Okay. <laughs> Get a polishing cloth. Get a polishing cloth because a diamond, when it comes out the ground, doesn't doesn't look look like like it's worth anything. Exactly. You gotta keep chipping. You gotta keep. You gotta put in work. You know, relationships are work. (laughs) See, here's the thing. So I, I, everything that you all said. But I would add mutual respect. Absolutely. So you're not gonna come here talking to me all crazy. crazy. Okay. But see, you saw how everybody had their crazy face? Crazy. She had the mouth and you had the finger. I wish you would. I think it's the mutual respect and I always say balance. Uh, there needs to be a balance in power. Yeah. So yeah. both people are making yeah. the decisions and something that like my father-in-law always said, like you're saying with the growth, if I'm the same person I was 10 years ago, then we need to not be together. Right. I need to be able to be a different person and the person I'm with needs to be like, oh man, that's fly. Mm-hmm. Right. I like the growth that I've seen in you. I like, because that shows that we're growing together. We're changing together. We're learning new things together, et cetera, et cetera. So I hear you, but I'm going to push back on your millennial statement <laughs> because I found this really, because to let the people know y'all were coming on the show, I have found this amazing thing on Instagram and it said, understand the difference between building a healthy relationship and fighting for a bad one. And Mm. I feel too many times we're just hanging in there and maybe that's a... Maybe that's a flaw of the millennials that we know how to be like, uh, boop, boop, I need to go to Europe. You're wasting my time. I got things I need to do. I need to build it. Get out of here. I'm about to, I'm about to go find myself somebody else. Yes. You know, that, you know, and so maybe. You need to cut it. You need to cut it. Come on. Come on. Give me. You you need to cut it. So that's the thing. When I saw that, it was like, I mean, so many people liked it and so many people were like, damn. Right. Mm -hmm. For real. Because how many times have we been there you know and this is how i like to equate especially when i'm talking to young women 
when your friend would you allow your friend to talk to you like this yeah. would you allow some your friend to x y and z right if you wouldn't allow a friend to do it why would we allow our partner to do it like why is that okay and why are we just hanging in there and and I think too many times we keep we we have this narrative where it's like you know relationships are work you gotta work right, at right. it mm-hmm. and people don't know what they're working for oh, and so then point. oftentimes you have people who are just in situations and it's like no girl we said like hang in there and like be patient but we didn't mean be patient with him right, right, be patient like, with we, that right. like what's going on so why do you think. I guess it's not the why do you think, but how, where can we find good examples of healthy relationships? Where do we find that? Because that's always that's the, the question. Problem. Mm-hmm. That's the question. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's not even the question. That's yeah. the problem. And, and even with like, and, and you know, it's funny because the very question that you asked about um, your man, because people, unfortunately, you look at today's society, people have unhealthy relationships all around. Your friend's not healthy for you. Okay. Your man's not healthy. Right. You know, so it's like some of the same things. You know, I asked someone recently about their friends because they were, you know, I was like, like if that was a man and they would never return your phone calls except for when they you okay. know like, like like why are y'all friends mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like like if, if you wouldn't let somebody else that was in a, of the opposite treat you this way why do you let your friends but it's part well, of the street you they know don't know your history th- or story exactly right. and and so when i mean it's hard to find part of the problem is is that we don't have examples of healthy relationships because you're right there are some things that like you know like you need to cut it like this ain't healthy it's not gonna get to be healthy right it, it never was healthy right, right. <laughs> it might have been learn. good but, but it won't never healthy right right <laughs> and and so and so it's one of those things that you know us figuring out but part of i think also what i was saying as as black women that we get a lot i think as women in general but as black women even more is like the whole like Oh, you gotta build up, right? right. You gotta, you know, you you know that that we gotta help, mm-hmm. you know, and and so you gotta be patient, and and we don't have a healthy mm-hmm. definition of okay, who is somebody I might need to be patient with, mm-hmm. and like they going through a rough patch, mm-hmm. and and so you know, so I don't need to discount that that brother or you know or that person, you know, and who is it? They going through a rough patch because they don't do what they're supposed to do, right? Like, like they not out of work because there's no, they out of work because they don't, you know, they don't go and return the call. There you go. Right, they out of work because and that's it's the thing. nine o'clock in the morning, you playing video games. Right, right, but what, and that's the thing, what, how do, what are we being patient for? And I, and, or what are we, what can you stand? And mm-hmm. I think, and I, I think that's different for everybody. everybody, everybody. But that's whenever right. I have friends, you know, both male and female, they're like, well, my person, you know, and it's, and I think it's values too. Like some people, they're if someone cheats on them they're able to mm-hmm. some people are like all right cool i could get through that we worked mm-hmm. through it we right. talked about it whatever where some people are like well this is like the fifth time and <laughs> it's gonna be fine and blah 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 so it's like what it, that's the thing i think that needs to be the fi- maybe right. that that needs further work for people but like mm-hmm. what are we hanging out for what are we what is being patient am i being patient with you because like it is a rough patch and like this is something to do with you not disrespecting me right or is it patient like all right i know you had a loss or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. and x y and z so it's it's hard i think it's hard i got a couple of things yeah. that are brewing bouncing around in my head the first one was is that it's like anything else. If you, you want to define your future, create it for yourself. 
So if you want to define relationships, yeah, we don't need to. It might be somewhere. I believe the sure and all of it. Define it for yourself. <laughs> so it's the same, I think, with relationship because I spent so much of my time, um, you know, as I, I jokingly said it earlier, but it's the truth. I tracked my numbers and I've trained over 70,000 people mm-hmm. in the last eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, hit, I'm, I'm on average somewhere between eight to 10,000 people annually mm-hmm. just on, the com- on this conversation. Mm-hmm. And when I backtrack on that and I look at it, I'm recognizing and I'm seeing that there's a pattern of things that if I, I say to you, how many of us had a math class? By the time we're in eighth grade, how many of you had math class before? Mm-hmm. Everybody raise their hand. Mm-hmm. English, science, social studies. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many of us had a class on relationships? Come on. Mm. Right. But every single time, by the time I get into a sixth, seventh, eighth grade, my five year old, he was five, he's six now, mm-hmm. nephew came in and said, Don't tell his uncle. Mm-hmm. Don't tell. I got a girlfriend. girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> Lord. What? No, you don't. What? And, and <laughs> they're seeding from planted somewhere. planted that seed in your mind right. that you need to be worried about having a girlfriend at five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, you can't count. <laughs> Sit down. Like, so. It, it becomes so we can't escape it, right? right? We have relationships, and I don't think there's an issue with that. Right. I think it's an issue in finding ourselves and how we then process the feelings, the emotions, the energy, and all that that comes along with developing within the relationship. And so we didn't have to create and define it for ourselves. So many of us didn't have healthy examples. I didn't. I grew up with my mother and my father, but honey. My mama got four children. My daddy got nine. I'm the oldest for both of them. So that gives you an understanding and idea. And I'm really open. I'm transparent 110%. Mm -hmm. um, That my example wasn't what I wanted to emulate. Right. And therefore, where then will I then create that example? And then when I look at who am I in a relationship with, you ain't got an example either. Right. Right. Real talk. So now we have to create for ourselves what does healthy look like? Right. And it even, and it starts first with what does a healthy Mathina look like? Right. Mm. Come on. What does that look like? What does it look like at 20? What does it look like at 30? What does it look like at 45? And once we do that, okay, now what does it look like for me to be with you in that? Mm. That's where we create it. And unless yeah. we are clear about that, unless we do it, I, I, I don't see it happening. Right. You know, I don't see us having healthy examples or healthy relationships. And we have to have that conversation early on. Early on. And, um, and be able to say, I'm amazing because, and list 20 things. And have nothing of it has to do with how pretty your eyes are, how cute your butt look in a pair of jeans, mm-hmm. how big your guns are, meaning the arms. You know... <laughs> And right. have it have nothing to do with that, Absolutely. but about how amazing you are as an individual, right. then you can begin looking at what it means to pair your life with someone else's and hope you're walking the same path for a period of time. And someone that reflects that, too. Yeah. And compliments that. And yeah. compliments so, that. I mean, can, I'm, I was actually just trying to think, like, who is a, like, what example can we say today of a healthy relationship? Michelle and Barack. Barack. Like, okay. And we don't even know, and we we don't don't even know, know them like that. that. Right. We don't. I tell you who my, my, my people say all the time. Michelle and Barack. Yeah. You get Jay-Z and Beyonce. But now that okay. she put out lemonade, everybody's acting Everybody's like, swearing that they, oh, girl. they, they, they divorced. <laughs> Becky's out here, y'all. And <laughs> Okay? So, and those, but those are people's examples, especially in communities of color. Right. And, and it, they used to have the Cosby's, which, you know, that... that. Mm-hmm. 
I think I think Beyonce killed it though when she put that lemonade out. Everybody was yeah, like, yeah. So now we just I mean, we're <laughs> and now we just got Michelle. We hold on, Michelle and Barack like <laughs> sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the first person we say something wrong, we might just assassinate. Michelle said what? Like, Michelle said what? what? You don't even know what you're talking about. And that's the thing. And our we're basing it off of how they're appearing mm, right. to each other, and that's why whenever folks are when folks are assuming things about relationships, like oh, they look so happy. Yeah. And when you were talking about speaking to our girlfriends about this stuff, a lot of us are like, oh, girl, you look so happy. So I'm not even going to ask you how things are going. I'm not even going to be there because it looks so great. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the issues. We're only because we're not having a conversation like you're saying. All the looks is just like, oh, well, you're holding hands. Right. You're smiling. Y'all posted a picture together. I mean, you have that relationship. You you have not had that. You know. You got matching Air Force Ones. Nice. I mean, it just got it just got to be good. It has to be fa- fantastic, spectacular. Yeah. And so, I mean, in the back of my mind, I'm really hoping that Michelle and, and uh, Barack got it going on too. Right. But we don't know. Again, appearances don't mean much. And yeah. so, yeah, I think like you're saying, like we got so much work to do, and the work is is so wrapped up in the stats. Um, and I know y'all know the stats, but I'm going to I'm going to read them out. So, we have on average um 24 people per minute are victims of rape or sorry, survivors of rape, physical violence or stalking by an intimate partner in the United States. Um 1 out of 10 rape survivors are male, 1 out of 6 American women has been um has been the survivor of rape. Um, nearly 43% of dating college women report experience, I mean, sorry, report experiencing violent and abusive dating behaviors. Um, and what we learned is 57% of college age people are not equipped to have um, conversations around dating abuse. Um, and it's looking pretty not great. I mean, well, that's right. It's yeah. so many, it's so many people. Why do you think? Why do you think the the statistics are so dire? And where are we missing the mark? Why are we missing the mark, especially when it comes to this relationship violence stuff? And the, and the statistics are, you know, as we all know, I think it's always very important. As dire as they are, they're underreported. Yeah. Come on, you know, like yep. so, 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 just yep. you know, add on mm-hmm. to that, you mm-hmm. know, and and that's 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 part of the really the scary thing. I think you know, like you said, we don't teach people about healthy relationships. Right. Um, you got a lot of people walking around this world that are just trauma mm-hmm. filled. You know, mm-hmm. they've come over. You know, and we and I used to work in child abuse and neglect, and so one of the things that I've that I I noted, and this was in New York City. Um, is that there's this generational, right? So right now you are talking to people who are, and I haven't done this this in a, in a minute, but maybe be the great grandchildren mm-hmm. of like what was quote unquote the crack epidemic, right? Yeah. And and so so you have this like there was this change in culture and change in society and change in what was okay, right? You know, and so you had the crack epidemic where people lost their kids, at least looking at it from a when mm-hmm. we were talking about child abuse and neglect, and the grandparents of the 70s who were actually the first um children of divorce Mm -hmm. began raising their grandkids because their children had become subject to the crack epidemic and so then you get the first children of divorce raising the first generation of 
crack epidemic, and, and, and trust me, crack maybe that mm-hmm. has been debunked, mm-hmm. but just children who have been directly exposed mm-hmm. and, and who know that their parents, you know, you see your parents, all these types mm-hmm. of things, right? Mm-hmm. And so now we're talking about those children's children. Mm-hmm. That's generations mm-hmm. of trauma, you know, that, that, that these, these folks are walking around with trying to digest and trying to deal and trying to figure you out. And then they're walking around just trying to figure out relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we don't like it's deep, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't and we don't discuss any of it. And we're all just running around at full speed um, trying to figure it out. And you end up and, 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 it, and it's a crash. Right. Right. You know? on collision. Yeah. And I think that. You just did. You have to go to the systematic level. Deterrence. When you look back, um, no, I, I, I bring up the stats for you know for all the reasons that both of you were talking about. We, it's. I mean, when it comes down to it, we have so much work to do, and I bring it up because we have so many recent news stories. Like as of like the last two three weeks, we have the we had what's there was a football player who just got some time for I think raping or sexually assaulting about 18 women mm-hmm. we have Nate Parker yeah who I mean that is just I mean developing day by day by day mm-hmm. we got Brock Turner who mm-hmm. didn't get any time yeah, the other three mm-hmm. that didn't get any time you have Ray Lewis's son that just got some time I didn't read I didn't completely read his story because just gets depressing like yeah. I mean when you when you come down to it it's like wait a second what what is going on? And then when we really think about it, and, and this is, I was just um, with Mathina actually uh, last week. We were doing, um, she went first, we went after, but talking about stats around reporting. One, underreported, but then two, when I do say something, y'all want to look at me like I'm crazy. Y'all right. want to look at me like I'm a liar. You want to call into question my integrity, and my acts, my all of this stuff. And then when the person does get to that level where they're being brought up on charges, you want to give him six months because he needs to enjoy the college experience. Right. Or we're, we're going to ruin when his entire life. Oh, no. Over a 20-minute 20, mistake. Over a 20-minute or action, action. 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 20 minutes of action. <laughs> so, like, let me get you to give you 20, 20 minutes, minutes of action, action in the dark. Let right, me support you with that. Too. Oh, right, sorry. That my work. bad. <clears throat> Carry on. So, um, I know we're running out of time and I want to respect your time. But I want to quickly talk about, especially when we're talking about the young people that we're working with and even the people in our lives. As women, how do you think that our intimate relationships impact how we may feel about ourselves or self-esteem, if any? Do you think it impacts it okay. at all? <laughs> you just always run that time. Look. Right, right. And then so, she drops like the bomb. The bomb, right? So <laughs> I'm just saying. First thing, so everybody who knows me needs to know I have a real issue with the word self-esteem, right? Mm. Um, my issue is this, that... I didn't know... I, I do. I've got an issue with self-esteem. So my issue is this, that I believe um, that, one... Esteem is based on opinion, right? You can define the word as based on opinion. And very most of us who have an issue, quote, unquote, with esteem or we're being told you have an issue with low self-esteem, it's really that somebody else has put their opinion on you of who you're supposed to be and who you show up as in the world. Mm. And the reality is if I release your opinion of who I be, then no, my self-esteem isn't low and I can focus on my self-worth, which can never be diminished. It's always going to have value because you ain't give it to me. It's not based on your opinion. It's all mine. And if you're a 
spiritual person is all divine. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's my issue with self-esteem. So bringing it back to the, the effect of relationships, mm-hmm. whether it's intimate partnership, girlfriend relationships, Absolutely. as Delegate Angela mentioned earlier, then yes, it has a huge impact on it. A huge impact. Why? Because we often identify who we are on the relationships that we have. Right. And so it's going to have an impact. But again... Through the development of who I'm going to be in the world today, moving forward from this point on, I have to decide whether or not I'm going to focus on your opinion of me and me living in this crap that you got living in your own mind and world, right? That you're projecting out because you don't know how to deal with it. Right. Or am I going to focus on who I was meant to be, who I was born to be? And for me, it is very spiritual because I, 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 I'm putting on Mathina. I'm a believer in spirituality and God. And therefore, for me, that means there's a huge impact on how you were created to be. Mm-hmm. And that is, should be the focus. And whenever you shift your focus of attention there then that means you can't focus on anybody else's opinion, but that takes work, and it's continual work, right? Yeah. It's like consent. It has to be continuous okay. and ongoing okay, and verbal. Okay, another show. Must okay, sorry. So that's one of my, that's one of my biggest things is because I see so many people adopted, particularly women, adopt this, well, you know, I just don't feel that good, and I get why, but I'm, when I start digging, well, who first told you that? Right. It's never them. Mm. Yeah. It's never them. It's always somebody they thought loved them. They mm. thought respected them. And it could be parents. Right. Let alone a relationship. And mm-hmm. so throughout their lives, when people come and bring them that conversation of lack, of less than, of not being worthy, it reinforces some of those older experiences where I had lack, I wasn't worthy, I wasn't lovable. So why am I looking for something different in this new relationship? Right. And so there's so much that hasn't been healed when you talk about that sense of trauma, that how do I then come out and find a space where I get to thrive? And, okay, last point, and I'm going to shut up. <laughs> no, 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 you my, just my last thing. What I think shifted relationships for me in general, and I hope it um, helps one of, the, one of the listeners, if not more, is that when I learned, I can say, I love you, I just don't like you right now. Yes. And that didn't mean well, I was bad. That didn't mean we need to be broken up and we get a divorce. It was okay and it was actually healthy right. for me to be able to say, I love you. I just don't like you right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, that doesn't mean, with children, with parents, with siblings. I told y'all I got eight of them. With siblings and definitely in a relationship. That that shifted everything for me. And I learned that from a help from a couple. I'm going to shout them out. Mm-hmm. David and Maria. Um, <laughs> that I believe have a healthy relationship. Not because they project perfection. But they project growth. And right. I saw them say that and do that. And I was like. Hold up. I'm right. with that. I'm with it. We can do that. Yeah. So. And I need my. Yeah. I, I love you. I don't like you right now. And, and you know. And that's okay. You know, and that's okay. And you, and like you said, with every aspect of our relationships, you know, and being able to, to have that space. I mean, I think, you know, for me, um, you know, it's interesting. I'm still, and, and it's one of the things, I'm still carving out, you know, that space. You know, one of the, you know, I was talking with someone else who is, um, who's divorced. When you get divorced, especially when you get divorced, you got married earlier, or I think in, in general, mm. you know, there, it's this whole rebuilding of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, and in some ways it can be, you know, very, um, 
good and you know and because you know you have a whole but also you felt life was going to be this way right you yes. thought this is what this is what you poured your heart and your soul and your body and your mind and your money <laughs> okay <laughs> into and now this is the, and, and that's not what life is right and that's not what life will ever be again and so and so you have to kind of really begin to reevaluate. you know who you are who I am what does that mean um you know what does that mean for what I'm projecting and what I'm bringing in and and what do I want you know because you know I'm a, um I am a you know a like I said firmly you know Christian devoted um really you know never believed in divorce mm -hmm. still don't really advocate or believe in divorce but found myself you know divorced right mm -hmm. like I wasn't really mm -hmm. um and so so it was a matter of okay now what do I do with life what mm -hmm. do you know how do I and and I began to really open my eyes and realize because I got married at like 22 mm -hmm. okay you know I got, got you know um got together um was married by the time I was 22, you know, and, and began just building life, having kids, you know, finishing school and doing all of those things. So, so what do I want? Like, who am I? Who is this person? Right? You know, and, and what does she want in life? And, and what does she, what does she want? And what is she told that she should be and have and want? Right? Because that's very different as a woman, as a black woman, as a politician, as, you know, as all of these things. Like, I'm supposed to be all of these things. I'm supposed to check all of these boxes. And and I recently kind of started being like, eh, you know what? Like, I think I was somewhere recently with someone. I said something and they kind of turned because they didn't expect that to come out my mouth. And I was like, that's what I felt. Like, this is, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And I can no longer carry who you need me to be come on okay I, I, because because it's because it's too heavy yes and you can never give up Oof. what you need for what someone else wants that's right right because because then you take on because to be honest with yourself what happens is even when you do it you take on you become that person and then they change their mind <laughs> and you ain't even who you supposed to be okay now you just confused like 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 it like that's what happens. And they confuse, you confuse, and then nobody is centered in who they are. If you start living in authentically in who you are, the people who are supposed to be there will be there. The people that aren't, aren't. Stop fighting for what is not yours. You know, like, you know. And, well. And that's, you know, and like you said, and I'm spiritual. So, I, so I'm not I'm not fighting. I don't want what, what you got for me. I want what God has for me because I know there is a plan. I know there is a plan. There may be a man. There's a job. There's a car. There's a house. <laughs> on the beach. On the uh, beach. Come on, on now. And a boat, baby. It's <laughs> island for me. I all right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's all of that. And I, you know, and I want it all. And so if I got to give up everything and everyone else i'm good right i'm good with that you gotta be good yeah and 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 that's where you and, and it hurts and like and sometimes mm -hmm. i'm not good sometimes i'm on the floor like <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 but you know you get yourself back up yeah. and you say you know i've got it god's got it and mm -hmm. and and we'll figure it out oh right every yeah. day Look. And on that note, <laughs> and on that note, because I know y'all got places to be, my last, well, okay, second to last question in one sentence or less. How can we all and listeners be better advocates for healthy relationships? What can we do? Be in one with yourself, with Where your friends, with, with your be lovers, with myself. Yes. All right. Yeah, being one. I love it. Um, 
be friends to people's relationships. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean to be a friend? To find that for you. It means that some days when I don't feel like it, when I'm in, um, you know, not like, not love, no. that I'm going to cuss, I'm going to fuss, I'm going to complain about who they are and what they did and how they got on my nerves. Um, but that you're going to give me the grace to the relationship and to me and through my journey to say, to not be in judgment when I'm no longer in that space. Right. Right. When I'm no longer in that space to not stand in judgment of my, of my partner, of me and the decisions that I'm making. And then the other thing I think I would add to that. You did say one sentence. I, yeah. I mean, gra grammar's, grammar's. Yeah. I'm stopped. I'll tweet it. I mean, I'm with you. I really think it's, I honestly think like we're all like we've been saying throughout is being in love with yourself first. You gotta love all of you first, and that does take time. That takes time, and sometimes, like I was saying last week, we gotta even if it's fake, the fake face we gotta put on. It's working through it and just loving fake ourselves completely. Exactly. All right. I'm so sad because I had a really good time. Yeah, we, we were getting, we were getting there, but we <laughs> dropping sister bombs, doing this, yeah, doing this all that. So, what are you working on, and where can the people find you to help support you? Absolutely. So we, you can find me on our website, mdadvocateangel.com. All right. So advocateangel.com is my website. My Twitter is at mdadvocateangel. And um, on Facebook, it's a little harder, but you can look for Delegate Angela Angel um, and, and follow us there. We are working on um, some issues around domestic violence. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have something coming up in October for um, annual domestic or the domestic violence month. Um, we're working on some things dealing with affordable housing as right. well as blight and all of the abandoned and condemned properties that are, that, are, that are around in Prince George's County, but even we're looking at statewide. Yeah. So, um, and also one of the biggest issues that I also am a part of is um, juvenile mental health. Okay. Um, and, and addressing those issues that kids are having because that's how we can stabilize our education system. And that and, and, and that's so those are kind of my big three things that I work on that you know you can follow me on all of those different mediums and you'll find out when we're having something, show up, show out. Um, and you know, join right. me. Right, we will be there to support you. Absolutely. And um, do you mind if I, you know, will you send me those? Things I will, so absolutely, yeah. we will send you. Send our them lab. to the folks. Yeah. All right, Sister yeah. Mathina, tell us what you're working on. How can we support you and find you? I'm at all things Mathina, and I'm the only one in a known universe. So. I, I I started to type M O T H, and like Google just like boom, boom. filled the I'm rest there. out. <laughs> uh, so M O T H Y N A, M O T H Y N A. I'm at all things Mathina on everything, including Snapchat. Now that just got it. Don't don't judge oh, me. Oh, you too cool. So you're too cool. For um, too cool for so yeah, and that's Mathina.com is my website. You can figure out what's going on with Heal Woman to Heal a Nation at hwhn.org. That's hwhn.org. Heal a Woman to Heal a Nation. I think my my most recent project that I've got coming up is we're actually putting together an anthology. We've been doing it for almost six years at this point of poems, short stories, uh, artwork where we celebrate survivors. And so Ooh. if you want more information on that, just definitely shoot me an email, send me a message on anything pretty much. Um, but that will get you that in the details on how you can submit. You can Google Turnaround Purple Poetry Book and it'll come up as well. So we're taking submissions for that. Love, 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 love to have you do a submission so we can get you in the book and participate in Yay. our annual awesome. release party that's going to be in October. 
exactly. Look October twenty second. October is doing it. I got the dates. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Um. So it's October twenty second. I believe is our date. So that's going on there. So yeah. All things Mathina. I'm happy to support and serve you. I love you to pieces and back whole again. Thank you for having us, Vanessa. I yes, appreciate you. you. This was awesome. Oh God! Like it just came to. Oh, this is awesome. I'm gonna have to. I have a um super sister soul brunch. Yes. Oh like, yeah. Like every every couple of Sundays. I like to yeah. eat. So, I do too. So we'll, 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 <laughs> might be sad if I don't get invited. You will. So I'm, I'm put y'all on the list. Okay. I, I oh love man. All right. And with that, thank you everyone for listening. Please, please, please follow Sister Mathina and Delegate Angel for every single amazing thing that they're doing. Um, like follow. Download, subscribe, and rate the Vagistine podcast. It does. It is on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever you get your podcast. So please, please, please support. The more that you rate it, the more that you download it, the better that we're able to spread the Vagistine gospel. And I will see you all in two weeks. Bye. 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 Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress I'm so possessive so I rock his rock necklaces My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana You mix that Negro with that Creole like a Texas Bama My daddy Alabama, mama 